Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, May 13th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, over the weekend, as promised, we had a couple of episodes in this podcast feed. First up, we had an episode of Jan Simpson's Stagecraft, which, as we talked about quite a bit last week, Robert Horn, the book writer from Tootsie. Great interview, as always, from Jan. Really got into the weeds and in, in, in depth uh, about this uh, this book, which is always fascinating. And then on Sunday, you had um, a little bit of a kind of a, a catch-up day uh, with Michael and Peter talking about some shows that you guys were just finally getting to in the Broadway season because of schedules. Talked about King Lear, uh, Gary, um, Michael saw the new cast of the ferryman. Uh, also talked about some other stuff as well. What, what stuck out from you, uh, for you from that episode? Well, uh, Michael's ferryman, um, ferryman has invited us back, the drama desk voters back to, uh, take a look at it again. And I was going to skip it. I really liked it the first time around. I didn't think I needed to see it again, but Michael gave it such a great review that I might reschedule a little ferryman to go see it again, just to remind myself of it. Uh, and, uh, Peter's trip to London, Peter saw, uh, seven shows in London last week, uh, Fiddler, all about Eve, Twilight Zone, Man of La Mancha with Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Funny story there. Oh. Amour, yeah. Amelia, um, uh, Peter said that uh, uh, Kelsey was n- not good. And shocked. <laughs> I am, I, color me shocked that Kelsey Grammer can't sing that score. I never would have guessed that. Yeah, and so Kelsey, uh, Peter had just about had enough and screamed from the audience. <laughs> oh. So, so yeah. Uh, and we talked about Lear and Gary, and uh, Michael and I were exactly on the same page with Gary that, uh, you know, it's an interesting show. Shouldn't have been on Broadway. Hmm. Right. All right. So uh, let's talk about what is new. Uh, first up in the news, the Outer Critics Circle announces the 2019 award winners. Yeah, James, we are recording this on Sunday afternoon, evening-ish, but we are holding it. You are getting this episode precisely at 12.01 a.m. because that is when the Outer Critics Circle has uh, allowed us to announce the winners of their 2019 awards. They do this a little different. They sent out the nominations uh, and, and all that stuff, but then they didn't do a big ceremony to announce their winners. Instead, they announced their winners, and then they will be inviting all of the winners to a ceremony uh later on but just to remind you the outer critic circle is the official organization of writers uh, about new york theater but don't actually live in new york uh but work for out of town newspapers national publications and other media beyond broadway so they might live in new york but their publication doesn't so uh that's the perspective that you're getting here but let's go through some of these awards james Outstanding new pl- uh, Broadway play was The Ferryman, which we mentioned. Outstanding new Broadway musical. This one did allow Town to be eligible, and it won in this category. Outstanding new off-Broadway play went to White Noise, which is really, really interesting because that one was such a um, – uh, such a controversial uh, show there. Outstanding new off-Broadway musical went to Girl from the North Country. Again, a little different than what maybe some of the more New York-centric critics might be thinking. Um, going down uh, a, a few more here, Outstanding Revival of a Play, this is for both Broadway and off-Broadway, went to All My Sons from uh, the Roundabout Theater Company. Outstanding Revival of a Musical, Broadway or off-Broadway, Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish. Going down to some of the performance categories, 
Um, outstanding actor in a play goes to Brian Cranston. Outstanding actress in a play goes to Elaine May. Outstanding actor in a musical, Santino Fontana. Outstanding actress in a musical, Stephanie J. Block. I would not be surprised if all four of those uh, were the same for the Tonys. I'm not saying they will be, but I would not be surprised if they were. Outstanding featured actor in a play, Benjamin Walker. Outstanding featured actress in a play, Suya Keenan-Bolger. Outstanding featured actor in a musical, Andre DeShields. Outstanding featured actress in a musical, Amber Gray. I would, again, not be surprised if all of those were eventually the winners uh, for the Tony Awards as well. Not necessarily going to put my money on it just yet, James, but uh, a lot of times we talk about the fact that the Outer Critics Circle, because they are um, slightly different types of publications that they work for, that they don't always align with either the Drama Desks or the Tony Awards, but for these performance awards, I kind of think, and for, I guess, for the two Broadway uh, musical and play categories, I think they're pretty much in line with what I would expect to be, if not the prohibitive favorites in all of the categories, at least in the top one or two for every single one of those 10 categories I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, interesting. You know, it, it's, it, you have a little bit of a different environment throwing in the off Broadway and some of the rule mm -hmm. changes and things like that. But for the most part, I think it tracks with uh, what we expect to see on uh, June 9th. Yeah, and it is not always the case for uh, the OCC awards, but uh, that's really exciting. It adds another wrinkle and another data point for uh, Oliver's uh, <laughs> uh, algorithm to uh, start figuring all of that out. But as I said before, they will have their awards ceremony on May 23rd at Sardi's. Uh, Jen Colella, Tina Fey, Hamish Linkletter, Lindsay Mendez, and Lily Rabe will all be on hand to present those awards. All right. So uh, what do we have in touring casting announcements that finally dropped? Oh, I told you that they were coming. I teased them yeah. last week that I knew they were coming. Then we got the Frozen stuff, which was not one of the things that I thought we were going to get, but we got it anyway. Um, but we finally got some, but not all. I think there's still one big one to uh, drop here soon. But uh, we got quite a bit of tour casting news on Friday. First, with the announcement that the, that Sassoon Gabay would continue playing the role of Tufik that he originated in the film of the band's visit and then came to Broadway following the Tony Awards last year. And he would be joined in the national tour that launches next month by the regular star of Beautiful, Chalina Kennedy, which we also mentioned that she might be getting another gig. Also touring with the pair will be Mike Safello as Telephone Guy, Joe Joseph as Halid, Sassoon's son, Adam Gabay, will be playing Poppy, Palm Coke will be playing Yitzik, and more. The tour will begin performances on June 25th at the Providence Performing Arts Center. We will have the complete casting announcement in the show notes. But James, that was not all on Friday, as the upcoming national tour of Mean Girls took the occasion of Stars in the Alley to not only announce the first member of its cast, but to also have her perform. Mary-Kate Morrissey, fresh off 13 months of playing Elphaba and Wicked on tour, will go back out on the road, this time playing Janice in Mean Girls. No other casting announcements have been made, but there have been some interesting, very unsubstantiated rumors floating around, uh, so I'll be interested to see what actually happens uh, when the uh, when the official announcement will be made. The tour of Mean Girls will launch from Buffalo on September 21st of this year. And James, we will have a link in the show notes to highlights uh, from a bunch of the different performances from Stars in the Alley, including of Morrissey raising her right finger, as Janice often does. Um, like I said, I think there's one more pretty big uh, tour casting announcement to come out, which 
I, it was supposed to happen last week. And from what I understand, there might have been some negotiation, billing uh, disagreements between the producer and the star. But people have started to talk about it on social media. Um, so I, I think it might be getting closer. So keep your eyes and ears peeled to what might be uh, be happening around the pass roll. Okay, what do we have in other news? Okay, just two real quick stories. First, on Friday, MCC announced that they had extended the New York premiere of Aziza Barnes's play Blacks. It was originally supposed to close on May 26th. It will now play through June uh, June 2nd. And finally, James, Taylor Swift, who of course is playing Bumble Arena and the upcoming Cats big screen adaptation, gave an interview to Entertainment Weekly explaining the process of getting catified. She said, quote, I first fully committed and threw myself into the process and had the most fun. We had this thing called cat school. That was a class where you could learn about how to create the motion of cats, how to think like they do, how to sense things the way that they do carry yourself the way a cat would. I learned a lot. Wow. School's changed a lot since I graduated. Um, and But now, James, the most important part of this, as far as I'm concerned, I have long maintained that the Cats film will be done via motion capture. But T-Swizzle claims that's not entirely true. Later in the EW interview, she said, quote, they they add digital fur to us. They're completely human performances. It's not animated and it's not motion capture. It's somehow this new way that hasn't been done before. And they're giving us a tail that moves naturally and ears and whiskers. It's one of the coolest things I've seen. It sure sounds like motion capture to me, James, but I don't know what the difference is, but I will wait and reserve judgment on the digital technology until Tom Hooper's film reaches the big screen. But if they're out there creating completely new technology, I mean, like Avatar and and James Cameron did however many years ago Avatar came out, does that mean we can expect, you know, five, six more sequels to Cats like we're getting for Avatar that nobody asked for? <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned and, and wondering if the new Cats movie is sponsored by Snapchat. You know, maybe this is a Snapchat filter. A filter? You know. Totally. You know, that like sounds like what uh, T-Swizzle's talking about is, you know, some sort of, you know, CGI fur that and uh, in, intelligent... Uh, intelligent filters that track the yeah <laughs> track the people as they go around right because right, it's not just going to be you know her face or or judy dench's face or anybody else's face they're going to have to be catified somehow so maybe it is like a filtery kind of thing that they're going to put on in post i i don't I, I don't know what to expect you know obviously you can't predict oh it's a new technology we couldn't have known that ahead of time but uh the more they do this, the more bonkers it sounds and the more interested I become in the final project product. Because to be honest with you, I've never seen cats. I don't really know much of the song, many of the songs of cats other than the big ones. And I don't really have much interest in cats, either the musical or the animal. But the more they talk about the casting, I got interested. The more they talk about the technology, the more interested I get just because I'm not sure what the hell this is going to be. If it's going to be a masterpiece or an absolute cluster bleep. Well, you know, and if they're doing something from a technology standpoint that can be uh, replicated once, you know, the hard part in technology is doing it the first time. The easy part is doing it the one millionth time, you know, as you replicate it. So if this is some sort of filter thing, they really could partner with a Snapchat or Snapchat or a Facebook or or a um, 
you know, some sort of other uh, application that's out there, even, you know, an Instagram, because Instagram is Facebook for the youngins or TikTok or something like that. I don't even know what TikTok is. You don't even know what TikTok is? No, I don't. So, um, you know, if they can make that happen, then the marketing of this thing can be, as as it comes out, all the fans can put themselves in the movie with T-Swift, you know? I think we're going to put the word fans in quotes there for you, just in case. <laughs> well, fans. you know, I'm trying not to have you engage in a fight on Twitter with fans <laughs> of any or, shows. Or, yeah, or Alan Henry, because if Alan hears that I'm talking about about cats, he will not be happy. Although uh, I have heard through Alan that many of the cats diehards are still a bit suspect of the film until they see it. Huh. Uh, I wonder if, uh, you know, Alan was very concerned about Les Miserables uh, productions with people with uh, English accents. So, uh, you know, I, I think that we can combine it into a Les Mis prom cats uh, type of one super show type of thing. What do you think? I'm down for it. All right. So uh, we should get Alan on and talk about that. But, uh, Matt, until we do that, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for kicking off your week with us. And Matt and I will be back and talk with you tomorrow. 